Dave Chang is an avid student and fan of sports, music, art, film, and of course, food. With a rotating cast of guests, they have conversations that cover everything from the creative process to his guests' guiltiest pleasures. Follow The Dave Chang Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Everything is Cake, where every week we are recapping the latest episode of The Great British Baking Show. I'm Kate Halliwell. I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And we're here with our lovely producer, Sasha Shaw, uh, to break down episode three, everyone's favorite episode, not everyone's, but I think ours, Bread Week. Everyone loves Bread Week. Do we love Bread Week? Is it our favorite across the board? I think you guys both love Bread Week. I love every week, but I I feel like you guys are definitely (laughs) pro, pro Bread Week. Love Bread Week. Uh, you know, I think the contestants in, in Bread Week's past, uh, it's kind of make or break. Some people are like, all I have to do is survive Bread Week. Some people are like, I'm so good at making bread uh, and I can't wait for Bread Week. I think it's definitely sort of an outlier in terms of, uh, you know, either you make a lot of bread as a baker or you don't make any bread as a baker. Uh, and so some people are very prepared for it. Some people are not. And I think that is pretty reflective of what happened this season, uh, we will get into the full episode. However, just in terms of bread weeks of years past, uh, what are some of our favorite bakes that we have seen throughout the history of the Great British Baking Show? I know some like immediately come to mind. Some have like really entered the canon of Bake Off <laughs> Bread Week. For example, uh, Other Paul, which is the Paul who looked like Paul, but was actually a contestant. Uh, His sort of standout moment from his season was to make this incredible bread lion uh, that actual Paul said was like the best thing he's ever seen made out of bread. (laughs) Um, So that was iconic. I also, one of my personal favorites was, I don't know if you remember Helena from a a couple seasons ago. She was the Halloween lady. I loved her. She was yucky. With Far the black hair. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. We're in Helena season right now. If you don't follow her on Instagram, <laughs> I highly recommend that you do because she's baking all sorts of spooky things. Uh, I love but that. she also stayed true to that theme on her season of Bake Off and she made a pumpkin bread basket, which like with like these nice. big loaves that look like pumpkins. They had like all these like scored designs and a big spider and it was just so cool. Uh, what were your guys' faves? She was gone too soon. She was absolutely unfairly eliminated. Really Sad. tough. Yeah. I would say, um, I think also on Paul, other Paul season, Ian, 
He had a giant bread basket that he named Flower, F-L-O-U-R, Power. And the the sheer volume of it and the mass was remarkable. I've never seen anything made out of bread that just large and like (laughs) upright. It was amazing. So I I would give it to him. Yeah, great stuff. I remember that one as well. (laughs) I went for one of the goats, Lewis. He's truly one of the goats. Rest in peace. And he had he made a Ruscon de Reyes bread crown. Remember, this is like when they were in a like a real phase of making them do rings, like filled yes. rings of bread. <laughs> totally. That was totally. Big phase. And so he did like a Spanish style showstopper with like olives. And I just remember him putting wow. gold leaf on top. And I was like, he's he's serious. This guy yes. is yeah. serious. Didn't um, come here to mess around, baby. <laughs> it looked amazing. I love it. That's like the same energy. And we'll talk about Lizzie later on. But she had this great line from this episode where she was like, I'm not the one paying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like her, her truffle oil and Lewis's like gold leaf being like, why not put it on there? It's not your your money. Uh, That's a good but yeah, point. I love, I love Bread Week. Uh, this week we saw quite the range of bakes, but Sasha, you had a good point about their uh, their cho- chosen themes for this time. Very on like pandemic bread trend. Focaccia. <laughs> Who didn't make a focaccia? Okay, like they they know yeah. it might as well have been sourdough. Like they mm. they got them to make focaccia <laughs> and then milk bread, which means you know they're staying on trend. I appreciate the producers know what they're doing yes. here. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so let's get into bread week. They are in a bubble, so it makes sense. They, like the rest of us, uh, are dabbling in making bread, uh, as the pandemic continues. Um, so like Sasha said, the signature bake this week was focaccia. I actually baked a lot of bread during the pandemic with my mom and we actually did not make a focaccia, which now watching this, I was like, damn, these all look so good. Like why... Did we not do that? You realized the error of your ways. I really did. <laughs> uh, so focaccia had to be any flavor or style. Um, it had to have a crispy crust, open, irregular crumb structure. Uh, and for those of you who don't, I mean, I assume a lot of people know, but focaccia is like sort of a flatbread. You see the thing where people stick their fingers in it to make those dimples <laughs> um, so that it bakes evenly, very like wet dough, very oily, um, and then has lots of toppings and mix-ins as well. So... Really, they liked everyone's focaccia except for one person, which was a huge plot twist. Our guy, Jorgen, just absolutely brought terrible ideas this week. I'll say it. He just did not bring his game this week. Why did he choose Kippers? I, I, we screamed. Like, I was like, what (laughs) are you doing? Even if people like Kippers, why would you put it on a focaccia, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Here's the thing. Focaccia, like very Italian dish, Italian bread. Who has ever looked at like an Italian dish and been like, how can I make this more British? Like, you know, like that is so wrong to take a beautiful Italian food and be like, oh, you know who actually I think this should taste like? (laughs) British food. Uh, And Jorgen was like, I'm going to add kippers and peppers to this instead of classic focaccia toppings, which is just insane. Uh, I appreciate that he like really, you know, feels very strongly about, you know, living in the UK and like likes those foods. But I was like, buddy, that was never going to work. Really, his was the only one that was like really got a negative review, I would say. Pretty much everyone else, they were like, this is at least fine. 
right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Even even Maggie's was kind of whatever. Right. Like mm-hmm. Paul, it was sort of brutal. He just picked it up and like tipped all of the toppings off in front of her. <laughs> and it was like, damn, like it was kind of mean. Right. Like, okay, don't eat your bread upside down, Paul. And it's right. fine. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So I would say, you know, the standout, obviously, uh, our guy Giuseppe, who, uh, listen, he's Italian. He's making an Italian dish. You can say that he had an advantage or you can just say that he is a great bread chef uh and a great a great italian uh i would say both (laughs) and his uh breakfast in gaeta uh focaccia got the the first hollywood handshake of this season huge stuff how do we feel i was really happy for him i mean he became emotional very like more emotional than i thought i mean he wasn't like crying but he was definitely tearing up and he had to like Uh kind of cover his face and i was just like that okay well you know what i know i have conflicted feelings on uh, the hollywood handshake but i really if that if it means that much to giuseppe i'm so glad he got it and that he was so happy about it you know yes totally and he's come so close to Star Baker two times in a row. Obviously, we'll get to the final right. results when we get there. But like he very clearly has been in second place two episodes in a row. Um, and so I think he just was like, finally, like some recognition <laughs> for me being like really good because he just hasn't gotten any official sort of feedback yet. Um, so, yeah, that was a big moment. Very exciting. Tasha, are you pro or anti Hollywood handshake? I mean, I'm definitely pro this handshake. I thought it was well yeah. deserved. And Paul, even afterwards, like, you gotta like send me a recipe. So, like, mm. yeah. what a huge compliment. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. I it think that sweet. Giuseppe could have been Star Baker for Biscuit Week because mm-hmm. I thought Jurgen's thingy was like not the windmill. The pretty. It was the like kind of ugly and like it was really basic. It was so basic. And I honestly, it looked a bit crooked to me. I'm sorry. Everybody was like, oh, it was huge. Whatever. I thought it looked a bit crooked. And I thought the reversey board was really cool. And I just yeah. thought he did better. I thought he could have gotten it last week. So well deserved. Yeah. yeah. He finally got his time to shine this week. Uh <laughs> some other some other standouts from the Focaccia uh offerings. I thought uh Christelle's. Um, she did roasted grapes. You know, I'm mm. never sure about Christelle because she, her showstoppers have been really solid, like really good yes. presentation, really good ideas. But then it's like the other two challenges, she just kind of, there's always something that she just like can't quite get. And I need right. her to just like really like zip it up. You know, <laughs> she's like always like a little bit. And this time her focaccia, they said it was too thin, but they really liked her idea. They really liked the grapes. And like she did grapes and feta cheese. I think she was the only one that did like a sweeter, um, focaccia bread and so I just like she's so close to like coming through and like really being in the top sort of percentage or like the top three she just like is always missing like one element it seems like it's yeah it's so weird how well she does on the showstoppers but then I I guess maybe she just doesn't I Again, I think they're just like just dumb mistakes that she makes. Like I think, you know, for the technical, which we'll talk about, but she thought you had to prepare it longer than actually putting it in the oven. And that just ruined everything. She's just just always, no matter how good her showstoppers are, she's always like working to make up from the day before, you know? And it's just like, girl, you got it. We just need her to like really knock it out of the park on the first two. And then she can like (laughs) really have room to play with the showstopper. But she keeps like needing to save herself a little bit because like she just is always missing something. Uh, What other focaccias did we like? 
Oh, Lizzie. Yeah. I would have gobbled that up. She had a great week week this week. Yeah. Lizzie has really, the way that Maggie has gone downhill, Lizzie has gone uphill. Like they have passed each other on sort of the trajectory uh, of this season of Bake Off. Lizzie's on the way up. Maggie's on the way down. Um, And yeah, Lizzie (laughs) was the one who was like, it's not my money. Like it's not my wallet. Uh, So she went with like a very like bougie focaccia. It had truffle oil. It had, uh, I think, confit garlic. Uh, what did Shaved she say? Shaved black quote? truffle. Oh, yes. she was like, damn. I just thought, you know, we drink a lot of champagne and eat a lot of carbs. So this seemed perfect. Awesome. And I was like, Might it, why not put caviar on top? Exactly. Exactly. I vibe with her life motto uh, <laughs> in that respect, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sasha, let's check in with your guy, George. How did he do on the signature? <laughs> Uh, he had some early, you know, wobbles, I would say. Mm -hmm. They came over and he said, I didn't use all my water. And they were like, oh, Paul gave him the look, you know, the the look. look. And that was scary. I was terrifying. Not good. No, honestly. And I thought he was really smart. He did the smart thing and made it again and just was like, whichever one looks better, I'm going to use that. And I was like, okay, great job. We, I feel like people don't do that enough. Like if you can make two and go with the one that looks better. Especially we've also seen this season, like when they've been batch baking, like cookies and stuff, they'll drop stuff and they'll be like, oh, it's okay. I made a bunch of extras. I feel like that's kind of a new tactic or maybe they just don't show it in other seasons. But like usually, you know, people drop one and they're like, oh, damn, I only have 11 instead of 12. Like it seems like people are making extras more this season, which I'm like, yes, do it. Why not? Like I would. That's smart. Yeah. So George really came through. He kind of fixed it. They even were like at the end, like, oh, I think that needed even more water, which like, okay, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, he kind of saved himself by making it again, which was ended up being a very smart move. You never want that. Because then even if it tastes fine, Paul's ego is such that he's going to be like, it needed more water. You know, like once he's told you that, if you ignore it, like there's just no coming back. (laughs) Yeah. That's just how he works. Um, All right. One final note on the focaccia on Freya. Sasha, thoughts? She doesn't like spicy food. <laughs> wow. Come on. I mean, we learned yeah. a couple of things about her. I was like, you don't know what tzatziki is and you don't like <laughs> spicy food. That's why. I mean, and it's wild because she's also a vegan, right? So she, right. it's like, what do you like? What right. food do you eat? <laughs> Vegetables? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I guess tzatziki, I guess, is yogurt. So I like get that. But mm-hmm. come on, Freya. Yeah. Speaking of the tzatziki, let's get into the technical. Uh, so the technical challenge this week was they had to make 15 olive and cheese ciabatta breadsticks served with tzatziki dip. Uh, first of all, I have to say they start the technical, they're talking to the contestants. Noel's like, Hey, like, do you like breadsticks? What do you think of breadsticks? All of these contestants were so anti-breadstick. They were like, no, that's the thing you ignore in restaurants or like, no, it just fills you up instead of the meal. I was like, What? Yeah, clearly they have not been to the Olive Garden, you know? Excuse me? Have you ever, never been to Olive Garden? You've never been to Fazoli's? Like, you've never gotten the brown bread at, like, Outback Steakhouse? Like, what is wrong with you that you don't like breadsticks? I think you're just eating the wrong breadsticks, you know? That might be it. That might be it. Do breadsticks <laughs> just, like, suck in the UK? Are they, like, hard? I don't know. Maybe they're, like, biscuits. That's and that's another thing that, like, isn't <laughs> chewy. I don't know. We'll have to ask our uh, UK counterparts. If you live in the UK and you're listening to this, first of all, again, apologies. Second of all, uh, are your do breadsticks suck? Are you anti breadstick like as a nation? Um, because that was offensive to me. I love a breadstick. Uh, so I was like going in. I was like, there's a negative energy in this tent. 
uh, regarding these breadsticks. Um, so the people who failed, you know, maybe maybe you deserved it. And lots of people <laughs> did fail. <laughs> yeah, so, it was hard week. It was tough. This was a tough technical. So I, there were a lot of sort of different techniques. Um, they had to shape the breadsticks. Some people, Maggie did hers way too short. She did not pay attention again. Yeah. Uh, she did several things wrong. She left out the onions and then they were too short. That was wild. When she left, you left out the onions? <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. She's sweet, but come on. I know. She needs to get it together. Um, and yeah, and then she like ignored. It's, I'm like, the recipe is five lines. You got to follow all the things on the page. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just technical 101. Uh, she had some issues. Jurgen uh, had issues because his were like vastly different sizes. Right. They were like... Mm-hmm. I think Prue said something like, well, if Paul got this one and she held up like a thick one and then hers was like really tiny and spindly, she's like, yeah. I'd be pissed off. And I was like, yeah, yeah I would do. Me too. As a breadstick lover, I'd be exactly. pissed. Uh, yeah, some people chopped up the olives. Some people put them in whole. Some people couldn't incorporate the cheese. So then the cheese was spilling out. It was it varied pretty wildly, I would say. Um, so the bottom three... Rashika came in last. They made yet another joke about her not turning her oven on, which at this point, Yikes. girl, I would, be, I would be over making everything. Like that happens once. Prue makes a joke about asking me whether or not I cooked it. I would be, everything in there would be burnt to crisp. Like I right. would overcorrect completely, but she did not. Uh, she underbaked them yet again. They were very floppy. To be fair, like <laughs> basically everybody underbaked them. There were like yes. two people who had them like properly baked. Right. Uh, Ninth place was Christelle, who we mentioned earlier was absolutely convinced that it was a long proof short bake. Uh, things really went south because they were showing everyone being like, wow, these are taking much longer than I thought. These are taking right. much longer than I thought. And Christelle was like, oh, yeah, these will be done in 15 minutes. I'm not putting them in yet. And it was just like doom. <laughs> like You bad. could just see her <laughs> downfall happening. Uh, and yeah, hers weren't done. So tough, tough call for Christelle. Um, and then number eight was Maggie who forgot ingredients and they were too short and, uh, very tough. So then, you know, lots of people in the middle of the pack, sort of the same squad, I think kind of in the middle chigs hanging out in the middle, uh, several others, George, um, George, George and chigs are kind of just like solid middle of the pack guys. We need them to really like have a good week. Uh, yes. Top three, a little bit of a change of pace here. Number three, Amanda. Wild. Shocking. But I guess she did well. I honestly don't remember her breadsticks, but apparently they were fine. Number two, you love to see it. Lizzie. Yay, Lizzie. Let's go. Happy Finally crushed a technical. Great stuff. I think she was really shocked too. <laughs> yeah, she was. I think she was too, which was fun to watch. Uh, and then number one, our guy Giuseppe again. He is two for two so far this week. He's crushing bread week. He also said he'd never made ciabatta. Um which I believe him. He's like the most honest, earnest person of all time. Uh, so I believe that. But also then Paul was like, wow, an Italian winning ciabatta technical. Like, that's crazy. And it was like, excuse you, Paul. He just said he's never made it before. Um, it's true. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just an oversight on Giuseppe's part. <laughs> but at least it worked out for him. It did work out for him. And he actually had a different technique as well. Not only did he chop his olives, but he also rolled the dough to make sure that all the fillings were incorporated. Right. I was a little worried when he did that because they were like, oh, I like that all the olives are whole in Amanda's. And then they went to Giuseppe's and I was like, oh no, he chopped his olives. Uh, but it worked out. Sometimes chopping olives is the risk you got to take. 
There, and that's what we learned this week. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we learned this week on The Great British Bake Off. All right. Uh, let's get into the showstopper, shall we? Let's do it. They had to make a themed display using milk bread, which is a bread in which instead of using water in the dough, you use milk. Um, it's sort of like soft and pliable. Uh, they said it should be three-dimensional. The shape and decoration rep- should represent a chosen theme. They didn't have any assigned theme. It didn't have to be anything from their childhoods. So they could just pick whatever. Uh, it needed to have a soft inside, a light, tender crust, and be sweet in flavor. Um, so, you know, milk bread, I think, is pretty pretty often seen in, like, Asian desserts. It's sort of like a sweet, really fluffy bread. It's sort of it's filled. Sometimes you see it in, like, buns and stuff. Um, really delicious, <laughs> sort of like a dessert bread. Um, so a lot of these were very fun and whimsical and cute, like very brightly colored. Um, I think the judges standouts, we can say, uh, Lizzie was up there. She made, this was fun. I know. I think it was, uh, Amelia, you mentioned this. A lot of people made sort of illusion, illusion bakes for yes, this. I love that. She yeah. made a little pig with a little... Was it a garden? She had like a little garden. She uh, made like, yeah, it was like a pig roast where she had the yeah, pig and then she had was. like the vegetables around it, but then it was all made of bread, and which I, was really also, cute. It was really cute. And I like how <laughs> Paul was like, and you you burnt the bread a little bit, but it's like an actual roast. And I was like, nice. <laughs> it's exactly. <true. laughs> it's on it, brand. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, she had another good week. She was one of the ones that they mentioned sort of at the end. Um, Freya also did quite well. So Freya right. and Maggie and Amanda, <laughs> all freaking Amanda has never had an original idea on Bake Off. No offense to Amanda. She has. However, she keeps making things that everyone else are making. Yeah. She made the Black Forest rolls in the first episode with two other people. Then she made the Rocking Horse, which Freya also made. And I know they don't know, like they can't help it. They're all just... Right. submitting their recipes. Uh, and then she also made an octopus, which Maggie also made. And then Freya made like an under the sea thing. So like Same, poor yeah. Amanda every week. I mean, it's not her fault, of course, because all these other people are also coming up with the same idea. But I'm like, girl, please think outside the box. She did have one outside the box idea, which was to make her rocking horse out of the worst cookie possible. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. And that backfired Maybe go on back, her, so. go back in the box. Stay in the box. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I what were our standouts? Personally, I think we all agree on this. George has the cutest ideas and he is so <laughs> close every time to the, doing well. <laughs> the execution is just always a little, little rough. It is not there. The execution, we need to like combine George and Christelle somehow where like mm. she has like these pitch perfect, like really beautiful, beautifully presented showstoppers. And then like he has you know, pretty good signature, decent technical. And then like his showstoppers are like, have this really cute idea, but they're just messy. Like he's just such a guy, you know? Yeah. It didn't taste <laughs> good this time either. Yeah. Tough. He made it a koala. Tough. I guess we should tell people he made a koala. Really cute. Uh, whenever really you can make an animal out of bread, I think that you should do it just as a general rule. Um, but yeah, really cute idea. He, he tried to make it standing up, which was tricky. A lot of people just sort of laid theirs out or put it in a basket. So like points for, again, trying to do something difficult. Uh, but yeah, his koala was just like a little rough and ready. <laughs> so it was, it was, ju- you know, and I think he like made it cause his kids like koalas mm-hmm. or something. And I thought that was sweet, but it was just like something you would make in fourth grade in art class, right, you know, like they right. give you clay and you're like, <laughs> okay, well I guess I'll attempt a koala. And then it just, yeah. 
You know, isn't exactly yeah. what you had in your mind. Right. Or like your hands kind of still have other colors on them. So then your claws yes. like a little model. Yes. There you know, were like, like smudges totally. on the face. Right. So I was like, right. oh no. <laughs> yeah. God. He's just like, he's just such a dude where it's like, just, and you know, not to stereotype, but I just like every time I'm like, oh, <laughs> This is what my dad would do. Uh, <laughs> so that's tough. It's a little messy every time. He just needs like another 20 minutes to just right. like clean exactly. something up. Just, it may be just like a time management thing. It's so bad. I mean, now I'm thinking back to last week where he had like his airplane was so it was so cute <laughs> and like how it flew around. But it was like right. rough. Rough is an understatement on yeah. how that thing looked. And it was he just, just like, oh, he just there were like dad gaps between the trying. cookies. It was yeah. so I bad. He's like, he's just not quite there. But I know. I have faith. He just needs to like bring oh. the ambition down maybe a little bit, give himself more sure. time to execute. The problem is that everything's already set. Like right, they exactly. submit all of their bakes ahead of time. Right. So like mm. he has to just like keep going with what he's yes. doing. So hopefully yeah. he can get better at the time management. Cause I think it's his biggest yes. problem is like yeah. he cannot yeah. do well in the finish because he still hasn't quite figured out the time thing. Yeah. And you know, I get that. Like he's on the struggle bus guy. every week, but he'll he'll he's okay. He has good ideas. We're still rooting for George. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, you know, Amanda sort of middle of the pack, George sort of middle of the pack. Um, Maggie struggled. Uh, she made seaweed bread for her show, which I'm like, it's milk bread. It's supposed to be like, it doesn't have to be sweet, but like, why would you choose seaweed? Maggie. And also she was like, I'm going, keep going with my beach theme. I'm like, well, your beach theme last week kind of sucked. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Can, can we not? Can we not go with that theme? Uh, I really like her. I think she's very charming, but like she has really taken a dive, uh, in terms of, quality of ideas yeah well it didn't prue come up to her at the end was like skin of your teeth and it was just like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Would, she and amanda are like right on the edge for next oh, week i my. would be surprised maggie will really have to step it up if she wants to stick around uh, her personality is carrying her uh, through at this point i agree and the fact that she is uh an elderly woman and yes like these two things are combining to carry her through but yeah the seaweed was she didn't put salt in her dough that's right. literally yeah. like bread 101. <laughs> you can't not put salt in there. Yeah, very, very tough. It was just, it was hard and it sucked. And I, and it, it was just, I, oh God, I just feel bad because I think the idea was there and I thought it was fun with her little rock pool idea. And it's just, again, the execution was just, it, I, it was also rough around the edges. It was, it looked like it was rushed. And in the end, it was, the octopus looked like, like a barnacle almost. And it was just <laughs> <Yeah>. not, <laughs> not good. N- not good. Not great, Maggie. But let's, uh, let's really quick. Let's talk our guy, Jorgen, who again, just when you tell your judges your idea and they they are like visibly baffled, <laughs> Which has happened twice to Jurgen right. in this episode. First the kippers, and then he made a literal baby. So Jurgen's the baby. They called it the baby. The um, baby, which, which is seems like fitting. A Black Mirror title, you know? Exactly. Like, that's so <laughs> scary. Uh, he made a baby sweet. out of bread. <laughs> I know. He was like, he, they were like, "Does it taste like a baby?" And he was like, "He's sweet like a baby." It's <laughs> like, oh my god. Uh, and he also made like rattles and toys for the baby. And like, <laughs> and a little milk bottle labeled right. milk. 
And like, even if this baby tastes incredible, it's still just like a creepy little baby, you know, like, yeah, it just the, the, the ceiling on the baby bake was low. In my opinion, the uh, pacifier just, yeah. in the mouth was like, yeah, really, it was just quite horrifying. It it was like a circle with a dot on top. Yeah, it was like, they did just... you even try to mold a pacifier, <laughs> or did you literally just cut out a circle? His ideas were not here, were not there this week. It really, <laughs> he just came with bad ideas. It happens. Uh, not every week can be like a twelve step chai like science experiment, but mm-hmm. this was not his week to be sure. The it raw baby really looked exactly like Matt. <laughs> it did. It the was bald baby. uncanny. Oh. Yeah. Well, Matt does look kind of just like a large baby. Um, I love that about him. Me too. All right. <laughs> so, uh, really, the standouts, like for the showstopper, uh, our guy Giuseppe, I think, was was pretty clear standout. He made, like Amelia noted, he was another one who did kind of an illusion where it was bread that looked like other food. He made... I freaking love that. I just, I <laughs> love so that. Cute. It's it's really so cute. cute. And his execution, we keep talking about yeah. this, but they look so good. He made like, you know, carrots and pumpkins yep. and mm-hmm. uh, eggplants. Little, had little and leaves. And, the yeah. tomatoes. He made these little tomatoes that had these beautiful little leaves. I'm like, those are made out of bread? Like, they were so it like, was really perfectly cool. formed. Uh, and I'm like, George, like, just watch him for like a half hour and just like <laughs> learn some and things. And copy you know? that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Uh, it just looked incredible. As soon as they tasted his and liked his, it was over. Uh, I would say <laughs> yeah. no one else really stood a chance. Uh, so yeah, Star Baker, our guy Giuseppe, he finally did it. Just a dominant performance this week. Just so happy for him again and because he was emotional and you know he was making his Italian breads and I love that aspect to it and it was just very nice it was just he deserved it it was well deserved he did he I you know he's been waiting I think for his his chance to kind of his time in the sun yeah to kind of take the top spot he's been very close uh and of all the weeks to do it this was the perfect week uh I have to say so he called um, to, he talked about how he called his family to tell them that he got a Hollywood handshake. And he mentions telling his mom, who was like, I don't understand, and <laughs> telling his wife, who was very happy. However, if you remember, in the first episode, Giuseppe said that he wasn't going to tell his kids that he was on Bake Off because he wants them to find out when it airs. And he did not mention telling his kids that he got the Hollywood handshake. So I think at this point in the show... I mean, uh, one would assume they still do not know where their father is. <laughs> I think you're right. And it's uh, probably going to stay that way until the, the very end. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I hope so. It'd be cr- Although I want them to come to the like final if he makes the final. I want them to be. Although maybe they won't be able to if they're in a bubble. Anyway, oh. we'll see. I have faith that he'll go the distance. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll find out sort of along the way if his kids find out. Um, but yeah, great stuff for Giuseppe. You know, mm-hmm. he just it was his time. His time to shine. Uh, eliminated this week. Sad to see her go. Rashika, how do we feel? I think we're a little split on this. I mean, I really think it was up in the air between Rashika and Maggie. And, you know, unfortunately, Rashika was the one to be let go. And it sucks because I I thought she was really sweet and she had some fun flavors. And I just want to say that Amanda was freaking lucky that she did okay this week. Yeah, she kind of saved her ass. She really did, which, you know, I'm happy for her. But also, I found it interesting. Um, do you think it's better? Do you think the judges are just in general, I guess, think it's better to have 
too much flavor, like Rashika, like she had a lot of garlic in, I think, her uh, signature bake, or not enough flavor because Maggie, like we were talking about, she had her little rock pool seaweed bread and everyone was like, I can't, what is this? I can't taste anything. Right. That's a good question. I would say it normally would be better to have too much. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I think Rashika, she made like a birdcage. I thought that was cool, but yeah. It was very tilted. Uh, <laughs> they wanted a loaf. Yeah. Yeah, and they, that's true. Yeah, they made, she made that and then like she made a very large bird. It was kind of like, un, I mean, it was shaped well and ambitiously, but then like a lot of other people used colors and used sort of yeah. like creative techniques. And I think they were just very underwhelmed um, with kind of her ambition and execution. Which is like, then why would you give Jurgen uh, right. the windmill star baker again? Right. You know? Still a mystery to us. I don't think we're ever going to get Love over him, that one. but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it was probably very close between Rashika and Maggie. I know that this is going to sound mean. Rashika just did not play to the camera very well, I would say. You know, I think Maggie is at least like sort of knows what to say, when to say it and has kind of a charming bubbly, she cries a lot, you know, and not that they're necessarily, uh, you know, I think they have to think about that a little bit when they're choosing who to keep around. And not that I think Rashika was like unfairly eliminated. I think that she had very limited time left. Right, uh, right. has, Has done pretty poorly a couple weeks in a row, but you know, I it makes sense to me that she was the one to go instead of Maggie. But Maggie's time is also extremely limited, I would say. Yeah, so, I kind yeah. of agree with that. I feel like it might have been like lightly a production choice for them to like keep Maggie because she's the old lady. Everybody loves their nan and she's like is super bubbly and great. She's got she's got jokes. She's got jokes. <laughs> I have to say, Rashika didn't seem like she was having like an amazing time by the end. Yeah. And, it might like she wanted to stay. It was actually kind of heartbreaking when she cried before yeah, after the showstopper. Sad. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so sad. And that I was really yeah. sad. That it was, was so sad. Cool. She had to turn around and like. I know. I was like, oh, Rashika, and she's so. I think she's so cute, and I love her fashion, and I love yeah. her hair, and I think she's so sweet. But she just doesn't have a big personality, which is totally fine. Yeah. But it just doesn't yeah. translate super compelling on screen. I guess. Right. Yeah. I agree. I you, I think you can argue it one way or the other, but I think she and Maggie would not have lasted long regardless. And unless Maggie has some sort of incredible star yeah, turn next week, uh, I think her and Amanda's Worried time is limited. Yeah. But listen, Lizzie turned it around this week. So who knows? It could happen to anyone. Speaking of Lizzie, we didn't have any sort of backstories this week. There was no footage of like people at home, et cetera. Probably because bread week is just lit on its own. And so they just didn't need any padding. <laughs> sure. Uh, but we have to talk about Lizzie's pig. Her so freaking the- <laughs> pig. So oh. Lizzie just always has a story. Uh, a lot of times about animals. She had the ostrich story in the first episode. This week, she had a story about her pet pig, Susie, uh, right. which we, we heard about because she made a pig for her showstopper. In honor uh, of Susie. In honor of Susie. So she's first, dead. Yeah, Susie is dead. So the first mention of Susie, let me scroll down to the quotes. She said, I had a pet pig named Susie. It died. And then she adds, because Noel looked confused, we didn't eat it. Good. Right. That's good to know. I'm glad that you didn't. I'll, I guess that's reassuring. Uh, so then she makes her pig for the showstopper. She serves it up on a platter. She gives it to the judges and, uh, she tells them that, you know, this is her pet pig, Susie, who died. And she goes, she slipped on ice. We had to get her put down. (laughs) 
So then in the middle of the showstopper, she's having this whole conversation about how Susie was in the garden and it iced over and she went into the garden and she slipped on ice and died. Lizzie goes there. Lizzie has no filter. And I just, she's so entertaining. Uh, And I really come around on her. She's very, very funny. She is very funny. She, um, also these stories, they just, they come up and she doesn't really put much emphasis. And when she says it, it's just (laughs) like, you know what? I had a pet pig named Susie. She slipped on ice. She died. She had to be put down. And now I'm making this in honor of her. And it's just like, wait, what? Excuse me. Okay. Rewind, rewind. Yeah, exactly. Plus like my subtitles haven't been working on these episodes. So I have to like play it back a couple of times, even to just understand what she's saying, because one, her accent is very strong. And two, you're right. She just like goes right, zooms right through these sentences without any like pause for effect. She just goes. Uh, And yeah, she, again, had a great week. So I'm glad that the pig uh, really got her through. Yeah. I also would like um, like a, a, if we could get some photos of Susie the pig or something, (laughs) I would love to see some pics. You know, love to see Susie, maybe on her dog's. Instagram page. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, That's actually a good idea. She has some Susie uh, in the archives. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, let's get into kind of our lightning round that's never that quick. Uh, What is the most delicious bake this week? What was the one that you saw and you were like, damn, I want that in my mouth right now? I have to say, I'm all about the milk bread. I live in Koreatown. I get like little milk bread buns all the time. But when they were eating Christelle's roasted grape and feta focaccia, and they were like, this is so crispy and delicious. I was like, yeah, I I want that right now. I would eat that. Uh, And then also Freya, as they lifted up, they were like, oh my God, this smells amazing. And part of me was like, oh, she made like 
um, like Mexican flavors. And I was like, yeah, I want that right now. Also, I just all the focaccias looked so good. I don't yeah, know why I didn't except make it. the kipper one. Except the kippers. <laughs> Absolutely not. Pass. Oh, yeah. I I mean, get bread. Again, I will eat anything these people make. It <laughs> yes. all looks really good. But honestly, I would have loved to try anything that Giuseppe made just because he did such a great job. And mm-hmm. he is Italian and he was making Italian breads. And I was mm-hmm. into that. So, yep. Just know he crushed it. Yeah, I would definitely go for Giuseppe's. I thought it was like his focaccia. I thought it was perfect. I love the personal bakes. I love when it's like, this is my hometown, the olive oil from my family, the olives mm, from my hometown. Yeah. I love that. I wanted to eat that um, because you could tell it was made with love. Lizzie's mm-hmm. truffle and garlic focaccia. I would fuck it up. It looked yeah, so good. I love all of that. And then I wouldn't probably eat anybody who made the ciabatta breadstick, but I would probably eat like Paul's. Mm, Like they looked really good. I just probably wouldn't have eaten any of the like floppy ones. I'll eat the floppy ones. I like a squishy breadstick. (laughs) So I'll eat any of those, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty easy to please when it comes to a breadstick, which is why I was so offended that they're anti-breadstick. Um... Soggiest bottom, aka the worst bake this week. Speaking of breadsticks, Amelia. Well, I just think, you know, they lifted up Rashika <laughs> and Christelle's technical breadsticks and they literally, they didn't, you know, a breadstick is like a stick. It's supposed to like be yeah. solid and um, like be, yeah, be solid and not flop <laughs> around. And their breadsticks flopped around and it just was like, this doesn't look super appetizing. So you're right. You're right. You know? I would struggle probably to finish one of those. They said Rashika's were like raw. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want a breadstick dough. You're right. I take that back. Yeah. I bet Christelle's (laughs) were extremely raw. I bet they were not good at all. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yeah. For Soggy's Bake for me, Soggy's Bottom, not to pile on Jurgen, but again, I just cannot imagine looking at a focaccia and being like, let's make this more British and less Italian because that's the kind of flavor profile that sounds good to me. It's just, no, I just, no, I wouldn't eat that one. I would eat in every other focaccia, but that one, mm, that one, you might get sick. It's a skip. It's a skip. (laughs) Look, kippers are like an English breakfast item. Traditionally. Okay. English breakfast focaccia. I'm not a mad. I wouldn't be mad. Tomatoes, roasted tomatoes, maybe some sausage. You got, you know, little, you could even go the black pudding route, something like that. I wouldn't even be mad about that. Why kippers? That's some like Northern European, like (laughs) BS, basically. Like, no, thank you. I wouldn't eat that at all. Probably smelled like disgusting. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why are you, your baking bread smells amazing. Let's put fish on it. Like, come on. And then it's kind of a weird choice. It's just silly. And then Maggie's uh, seaweed milk bread. I'm sorry. It's just like, it probably tasted actually like nothing because there was no salt. So yeah, I wouldn't eat that. I mean, I would eat it because if I was like, I need to eat, I would eat it because like, it's not going (laughs) to hurt you like the kippers might. But yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Again, lots of love for our guy, Jurgen. And our girl Maggie, but yes. it's, a, it's a pass. It's a pass for us this week. Yeah, All right. Uh, our new segment from last week. If you were going to make a showstopper, uh, very open theme this week. You can make anything you want out of milk bread. It just has to fit sort of the three-dimensional 
elements. It can be filled if you want. What would you make? Uh, first, I was like, I'm going to make an animal because I do like animals. Definitely. Uh, but then I was like, listen, I don't know if I'm going to survive bread week. You know, you got to go big on bread week. Go big or go home. So sure. my strategy, I was thinking about it. I'm a big K-pop fan. Uh, and I like BTS among other groups. So I was like, I want to go viral uh, on Bake Off. <laughs> oh, because smart. if you don't win, <laughs> that's, like, that's the other way to win. You know, it's become a fan favorite. So I was like, here, I, I'm going to tap into my fellow fans. I'm going to make the BTS symbol, which is purple, out of milk bread. Because, wow. you know, milk bread using a lot of Korean desserts sort of get that synergy. Oh, that's good. Do like an ube filling, maybe taro, some sort of purple filling. Right. And bean. then... Uh, red purple. bean delicious but purple yeah whatever you know any mixture it could do multiple little things maybe like some little hand hearts around the sides and then even if i get voted off i go viral on the internet the fans support me i make a k-pop bread cookbook and i'm set for life that's actually really smart that's, that's really my smart. strategy that's my strategy how about you guys that's I okay. That's a great strategy. I wasn't even Thank thinking you. that far. Um, I was just thinking, I would name mine Bready for a comeback, and it Incredible. would be like a Lindsay Lohan bust. Do you remember when they made those yes. cake busts? Except Incredible. mine would be a bread bust. Yeah. So I'm thinking it might <laughs> it might work a little better than the cake, just because with bread, I feel like you don't have as high expectations as when. Like you're making it actually, you know? Um, so it could be a little more forgiving. Uh, so mine would be a Lindsay Lohan bust made uh, uh, of the milk bread and then accompanied by mini Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards. And again, they're all made out of milk bread. And the tiny awards would be filled with ginger and dark chocolate. Unbelievable. You thought this out so much. I love the title. Thank you. Uh, and I love you manifesting this for her. <laughs> this is just... Thanks. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, you know, someone has to. The ginger is pandering. It is pandering, but um, (laughs) I'm okay with that. You gotta do it. We didn't come here to mess around. Sasha, what would you make? Uh, I could go um, viral on Reddit for for this, maybe. Um, Okay. So I was thinking like Avatar Aang... Mm. His head, maybe. Mm, I feel like because he has like a cute little like doughy face. Yeah. And so if I like puffed up, like I feel like it would actually look like him and be kind of cute. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know, this is way too ambitious. I would never be able to actually do this, but like it's do okay. the little, we're in like, a fantasy <laughs> world where we're capable of making these. Do the like element symbols or maybe oh, even yeah. like a little oppa. Because he's also kind of like yes. doughy and cute. Oh, that's Absolutely. cute. And I love it. I also like the animal ones, so that would be fun. And I would definitely go for a kind of pork filling like some kind of like saucy pork filling delicious that sounds good i would absolutely i would eat all of these and i would tweet about all of these so (laughs) i think we crushed it i think we we understood the assignment uh all right let's do best sound bites let's just run through some of these uh matt this was funny they were talking about prue and he goes you can say what you like she doesn't watch this show (laughs) which then i was like they probably don't watch this show like i guess paul probably does he probably sits in his man cave and like replays like his his like evil eyes Um, plans his larger and larger collars exactly exactly (laughs) uh but i thought that was really funny i was like wow hmm, i wonder if they do watch the show uh 
actually a lot of kind of meta jokes uh, from this episode. Noel was talking to, I believe, Giuseppe. And he goes, we're talking crumb structure. This has never happened before. What happened to me? I used to be funny. <laughs> like, oh, no. Uh, another, another banger from Lizzie. Uh, she goes, she's trying to grate cu- cucumber. And I guess she was having a hard time. And she goes, you put a condom on a cucumber in school. You don't grate them. <laughs> she funny. probably said condom. She did. That's exactly what she said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I never have any idea what she's talking about, but she cracks me up. Uh, and then Freya also cracks me up because again, she's 19, which you kind of forget when she's in the tank because she's so capable. She's, you know, competing with all these other adults. Uh, but this episode, she had a lot of like teen slang where she'd throw it in and I'd be like, oh, right, you're 19. Uh, she was like, that's hella long <laughs> when she was talking about the breadsticks. Uh, she was trying to measure them out and she goes, oh, Oh, the other way. Sick. <laughs> and then yeah. when she was talking to Noel about his outfit, she would, we'll get into this in a minute, but she was talking about how he looked like, where's Waldo? Where's Wally? Uh, and she goes, those are the vibes that I'm getting. The <laughs> like, vibes. Amazing. You're one of us. You're one of us, Freya. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a teen, but still. Uh, I know. I liked when she said like, he, I think it was Noel and he was like, do you make bread or, or do you like bread? And she's, she was like, no. And she's like, it's a bit of a faff. And I was like, wow, I don't know what that means, but I love it. That's so British. Yeah. People tried to explain faff to us like in 10 different tweets uh, <sighs> after the first episode. Yeah. And again, I think it's one of those words you can kind of use for multiple things, but apparently it's just like something that's a hassle. Yeah. And if you're faffing, if you're faff, if one, one is faffing, it means uh-huh. you're like, just like messing around. Like you're not, mm. you're like not doing the actual thing you're supposed to be doing. You're just like faffing. <laughs> faffing about. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to use great. that now. Okay. I know. I love it. It's a great word. I hope she uses it every episode. <laughs> uh, we already talked about uh, Lizzie's pet pig, but I did Iconic. include that here. Just that unbelievable good. when she's like, it died. We didn't eat it. Uh, okay. Great. Also, when it sl- slipped on ice too, again, I just, I would love more context to this pig and maybe a photo. I want um, an animal story from her every single episode. I don't care what we have to do to get it. And uh, maybe we'll get it. <laughs> maybe. So you know? far, so good. So. Exactly. Uh, what about Noel? Uh, I really love when Giuseppe, he was, you know, he's cooking, he's in his element. Noel, you know, as Noel and Matt do, they come over and talk to the people and kind of bother them, but like in a nice way. And Giuseppe goes, hello, Neil. And he goes, I mean, Noel. I thought that was great. I was like, nice. It was great because you can tell he felt terrible immediately. Like he's such a nice guy and he's like so earnest. He immediately was like, oh my God, I just called him Neil. Uh, Poor Giuseppe. That's like, he's probably like, God, my name's Giuseppe. And I called him Neil. Like, damn. It's so funny. But like, in like a bizarro world where like Noel was straight laced and (laughs) didn't have his goth look, he'd be a Neil. His alter ego, like his office alter ego. Yeah, his office look. Yeah, totally. Totally. I thought the most like what is going on moment was when Noel made his joke about Paul rubbing tzatziki on Prue's feet. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then it was I thought like Matt. Well, we'll talk about Matt later, but. Noel was like, it, it, he's talking about like, how do you know if it's a real or, or a dream? And then Noel goes, this is definitely a nightmare. And Matt goes, yeah, I used to be in films. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, was funny. so good. <laughs> they had yeah. really had a lot of good like meta jokes about uh, 
this episode. Yeah, the tzatziki in a Proust-Fee. I just repressed that entirely. I'm, te- I'm choosing, <laughs> I'm choosing <laughs> to forget that mental image uh, completely. And Prue was asleep. That was the... Right. The joke was that Paul was doing it while she was asleep. So this That's is all so Paul's weird. problem. I do love them making fun of Paul. Uh, but it yeah, I'm, I'm just choosing to just banish that from my mind. <laughs> uh, all right. What was the most absurdly British moment? I have to say, there wasn't one that really stood out to me in this episode, but I thought it was really funny that like all of them were acting as if Giuseppe is representing every Italian ever born in this episode. And like, if he fucks up, like the UK just gets to colonize Italy. Like that's, it was not what they said, obviously, but like that was the energy was like, (laughs) if Giuseppe does not win this episode, like actually Italy is ours. Uh, So I'm sorry to the Italians, but like that's, we have no other choice. Uh, So luckily he won. They acted like the pride of Italy was riding on his back, which I guess maybe it was, but I think the Italians probably were not that uh, (laughs) hyped about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best was when Prue was like, oh, is that how your grandma made focaccia? She put milk in it. And he was like, no, my grandma bought her bread. Like, there's just idea that every Italian has made focaccia and ciabatta before. And it's like, no. No? Yeah. Right. Also, like, not offensive per se, but like, he's just a great baker. You know, like, it's not like he naturally in his blood is better at making bread than these other people. Like, he just is incredibly good and talented and works hard and has for the last two episodes too. And like, it's just really good at making bread. You know, like, it's not, he doesn't have some sort of like evolutionary advantage uh, to this, this episode. So I just was like, can we relax about Giuseppe, please? Like, he's great. Like, he's gonna win because he's great. Like, it's fine. Yes. I also have to say Chiabata? Chiabata? (laughs) I literally wrote down, when I was writing down the technical on the outline, the first time they said it, they said it like chia batter. Like it was batter made Mm -hmm. of chias. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but like, okay, this seems hard. And then as soon as the contestants started talking about it, they were like, I've never made ciabatta before. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. (laughs) Like, why did you say it like that then? Chiabata. We also, yeah, I don't know what is going on with that. There's some really like strange pronunciations. I have to say Um, another one is chorizo. Mm. I can't understand why chorizo Mm. is like the way that they decided. They just add add letters. It's like Worcester sauce or whatever, whatever. You know, they just, I mean, we pronounce things weird too. We all have our words, but. Yeah, that was annoying. I agree. The chia batter really threw me. <laughs> Super weird. And Freya hit an uh, oh golly gosh like twice this episode, I think. <laughs> Amazing. I love Freya. That's so funny. I could give her the most British moment every episode uh, <laughs> if we wanted to. All right, let's talk uh, best Brit fit. Amelia, whose fashion are you into? I just feel like every week I get excited to see what Christelle is wearing. She is, you know, I feel like she's like a cool, she's just like cool girl. She's just, but like also a girl's girl. She's not like hanging out with the guys. She's hanging out with the girls and which I, I obviously love. And she just, you know, she's got those cool, like chunkier hoop earrings she was wearing. Her hair always looks like tousled and just, but perfect and she again she had on a top and I don't know if it was a dress or just a top it might have been a dress um with like the puffy sleeves and it was black and it was just again it wasn't like overly fashiony it wasn't like she was trying too hard but she just still looks so stylish and I'm just like wow I would try to model my style after her if I actually gave a shit 
but I don't. <laughs> so I'm just, I, and I'm in awe of her. I think she's beautiful. So what I love about that is she's so beautiful. She's so chic. She's so put together. Her hair is perfectly styled. And then at least once every episode, she does something so klutzy. And so, and like she knocks something over her work, her work table is a mess. She is. is like very, you know, she's down to make fun of herself. She like participated in a skit with Noel, you know, like she seems like the kind of like very put together, sort of like not very approachable contestant. And then she opens her mouth or like, she does something really klutzy. Yeah. And it's like, Oh wait, you're actually very likable. Uh, right. So yeah, I like her a lot and she does have great style. My best Brit fit this episode, Prue, again, bringing her A-game. Uh, she had a wild necklace on this time <laughs> and no one talked about it and they never really gave it like a zoom in, but it looked like she literally had baby toys hanging from it. Like it was like a loop of like colored something. And then it literally had like these huge pennants hanging that were like in different colors of plastic. Uh, yeah. so that was weird. It looked like she just stole it out of like Toys R Us. Uh, uh, I love that. And then also a shout out to Noel for his Where's Waldo moment. He was wearing uh, yeah. a red and white striped sweater. <laughs> Freya, as uh, Amelia mentioned, uh, wears Wally. She wears Wallied him. Right. Is that, do they call it Where's Wally over there or did they just give him a little nickname? Yeah, they call it that. Oh, interesting. That's so cute. It's that cuter is really than Waldo. Cute. It Where's is Wally? cuter than Waldo. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So then he added the hat and like really leaned in, which was cute. <laughs> yeah, the glasses. That was fun. I enjoyed that. I don't know why, yes. but he looked like he was just endearing but creepy. And I was like, I'm into this. <laughs> I love Noel. He's That's just his vibe. I do too. Yeah. That's true. That is his vibe. Um, I also want uh, a quick shout out for Giuseppe's headband. Yeah. Yes. He puts on every time, you know, he's, which is smart. I mean, you don't want your hair in the face, your face or in the food. So doing a lot of heavy lifting that headband really brought him, brought him the crown this week. Exactly. It is in a way his own crown, you know, it is, and uh, also he has great hair too. His hair is just beautiful. So yeah, very bouncy. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. Um, I want to shout out Chiggs. My guy was wearing off-white Jordan 1s, which <laughs> go for thousands of dollars on the internet now. So, wow. I mean, who knows when he got them, but if he got them in the original run, they could have been only a couple hundred, but if they're real, which no shots if they're not, like, fair enough, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but, like, if they're real, they he, he got to spend thousands of dollars. And that's just the childless 40-year-old lifestyle. I, I was exactly. going to say, yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely real. I think they're definitely real. Yeah, he seems like, you know, just based on, like, his haircut, it seems like he takes those kinds of things very seriously. Yeah. Uh, He's very polished. Yes, Mm -hmm. indeed. Uh, Eyes on the prize, the Paul Hollywood moment of the week. Amelia, what's your pick? Um, We already discussed it, so I'll just briefly know. When he was staring down George, daring him to not (laughs) add more water to his dough, um, was iconic and scary. So. Terrifying. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't I like know either. Think, I like to think I would be like the kind of person who like doesn't really take Paul's shit. But like in those moments, I'm like, I would be terrified. Like I would add right. water to the dough. I would also make a second dough. <laughs> uh, yeah. My Paul moment of the week was he was making fun of Prue who like kissed bread. I don't quite remember why she did that, but she did. And <laughs> they were like, Paul, have you never kissed a piece of bread? You love bread so much. And he's like, no, I don't kiss bread. However, the way that Paul eats these pieces of bread uh, on this episode, he like takes a piece and then he like puts it in his mouth, but he puts like his <laughs> entire hand in his mouth. Like he goes like, 
And like literally like his fingers are all the way in his mouth. And I'm like, okay. it doesn't have to be that. It just is like weirdly aggressively sexual uh, the way that he eats bread. Uh, it's a sight, so it's yeah. like, don't make fun of Prue for kissing a piece of bread when like the way that you consume <laughs> bread is so over the top, you know? Uh, it's not that it's just not that deep you don't have to put your whole hand in there uh that is so unsanitary it's just a lot it's a lot uh also i thought it was funny when paul you know rishika had a lot of garlic in her uh i believe her focaccia and he like reached over and was like brandishing it at noel because the joke obviously is that noel is a vampire and noel was like oh no i can't so i love the noel vampire jokes every time they always hit noel also said that uh, Christelle's roast chicken showstopper looked like Paul naked, <laughs> which was accurate. The host, I assume the hosts are really taking swings at Paul this season. It's and great. It's they good. Have to. Yes, they have to. Someone has to keep him in check. Uh, I guess speaking of, what's the Matt moment of the week? Um, I just <laughs> I know not everyone likes Matt, but I like him. I think he's um sweet and harmless and like goofy. <laughs> He like he does this every week and every single week it never fails to make me laugh. Um, I will literally just burst out laughing um, to myself. Uh, but he just does this thing where he just smiles blankly into the distance and it just like <laughs> kills me every single time. Because it's just like he's like a head with two eyes and some teeth and glasses. And like it's just like, you know, he just looks like an egg. Just like, And I just love it. I just think it's so funny. I love him. Yeah. So. He's a special man. Uh, yeah, he and Noel have sung something every single episode this season. And I just want to know when it'll end. I want to know if they're going to sing something every episode. So I need to like emotionally prepare myself for that happening. Uh, yeah. But it's been a lot of singing, a lot of bits and a lot of singing so far. And this so. week, I feel like everyone was a little like taken aback. It was just like so forceful or something. It was really loud and really prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, at least it, at least it was Noel included and it wasn't just Matt this time. That's so. true. That's Safety true. in numbers, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes to Matt. Um, I also liked it when Chiggs and... Um, Matt, he was not, Chiggs was nice enough to play along with Matt's invisible bread. And yes. he was like, so he was like, oh, it was, you know, visible bread. And Chiggs like took a knife out and like pretended to cut this bread. And then like he handed him a piece of this bread. I don't know. I just thought that was really sweet and also very fast thinking on Chiggs's part. And he's a generous he, improv partner. He, he, <laughs> he said yes. He said <laughs> he yes. Did. And he said yes. And, and, um, you know, I just, I don't, I was like, okay, Chiggs, I have a crush on you. That's. That's how this yep. ends. So listen, he has been the re- the reaction guy this whole season so far. He laughs at everyone's jokes. He comforts people. Uh, he does okay on the baking front. <laughs> like he's fine, but right. he's just there to be like a friend to all, you know? Right. And I just love him. I'm all in on chicks. Also, the he's internet great. is all in on chicks. He's like As the heart- should be. He's the heartthrob of the season <laughs> for sure. This is a very cute season. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. a very it beautiful season. And yeah. I just want to give an overall shout out to Matt because he has really like redeemed himself to me in the first three episodes. Ah, I thought great. the episode when we like sang the Flintstones theme song was like probably <laughs> the most cringiest thing he's done this season. Yeah, that was really, that was quite cringy. It just was very long. It was just a very long joke. Mm-hmm. But he, he, yeah, it was super long. But I have to say, like, I really wanted him gone after last season. Like, I was like, I can't, I don't know if I can do it. Like, we were almost like 
do we even want to watch? Like, it's going to be so awful. <laughs> wow. I know. It it hurt last season. But, <laughs> like, I he really got his shit together. I wonder if he just watched last season was like, oh, my God, what, is, what a disaster. Like, <laughs> I am so cringy. Um, so, yeah, Noel is the GOAT. He's the GOAT host. He's the best, the greatest of all time. And I'm glad that, like, Matt has really, like, the greatest shit of all together. time, really quick. So you're... Noel and then like Sue and Mel. Yeah, Noel's goes, your number Noel, one. Noel, Mel, Sue ruined too many bakes. She legitimately she ruined she bakes. She actually did. Yeah. That's <laughs> so surreal. I'm sorry, yeah. but like she made the silverback gorilla joke, which is again the best joke. That is a that classic. She made, <laughs> which is a really good one. But I have she to did, Mel like, first. put her elbow in more than one bake, uh, <laughs> which is like host 101. That's, like you got to back off. Not truly. This yeah. is a reason You're we're right. here. So I think a lot of people love Mel. I think it's either Mel or Noel Mel. for a lot of people. Mel was really good, like moral, like support, like emotional support. And she, I thought she was really funny and cute. So I would go Noel, mm-hmm. Mel. Um, Sandy? I guess I'm going to put Sue over Sandy, but I really liked her though. I like Sandy a lot. Yeah. I love Sandy. I think she's so cute. I love Sandy. Yeah. We'll have to do our official host ranking like yeah. at the end of this season to see if Matt can beat anyone. I doubt it. <laughs> but we'll see. He is improving. He has gotten he less cringy, I will admit. <laughs> uh, all right. What was the most saccharine moment of the week? I think we can all agree. Yeah. Amelia? It's got to be Giuseppe getting emotional after receiving his Hollywood handshake. I yep. Again, we've. I, I think we all kind of have a problem with the Hollywood handshake just because, you know, let's see, who was it? Brian Phillips wrote a pretty good piece um, in The Ringer, theringer.com, about how he hates the Hollywood handshake because it, kind of goes against everything about the show. It um, just seems very corporate. It's very smug. It's patriarchal. <laughs> um, it's a little phony. And it's just, it's like, we don't need, we don't need this, you know? Um, but it meant a lot to Giuseppe. So it meant a lot to me. Yep. Agreed. You know, as much as it sort of plays into Paul's ego, blah, blah, blah. You know, he does it too many times. He doesn't do it enough. However right. you feel. Uh, it just, it does. It means a lot to the contestants and it always makes me happy when it happens. So yeah, there was a time where we had two per episode. Like we had two in a single episode and it was like, what are we doing anymore? That was like the height of the PR disaster. I think where it was just like, this is, doesn't mean anything anymore. I do think that somebody told him or he figured it out himself to like hold back, dial it back. Yeah. Dial it back. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Giuseppe deserved it. We love to see it. We love to see a happy Giuseppe. Uh, and you know, it's more of a, a show now. You know, we had two <laughs> two for the baking Terminator, and now Giuseppe's up there. And now it's anyone's game. So it's exciting, great stuff. Maybe Giuseppe I want to see Freya ter- up there. Exactly. Maybe Giuseppe and Jurgen will add kippers to things next week, and Freya will take the crown. <laughs> Who knows? Anything can happen. This is Bake Off. All right, let's give out our own Hall- uh, Hollywood handshakes. I'll start with the Hallowell high five. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Lizzie. Listen, she had a great week. She came she did. in second on the technical. Uh, she did well on her signature with her truffle and her expensive ingredients. Smart. And her pet pig Susie really crushed it on the showstopper. So like she was like top three this week. Incredible turn of fate for Lizzie from the first episode and even kind of the second episode, which was a little bit of a mess. She really had a great week. She did. She, and like you said, she's. She turned it around. She is 
delightful. She's really growing on everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I kind of hope she wins Star Baker next week. You know, maybe, I would love. I would love to see her win Star Baker. Would be so funny. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> feel like know. she she could not believe it either. Yeah. So right. I would love to see it. <laughs> Same. Who is your uh, Wedemeyer winner? Um, you know, I know we've, we, it's, I've been hitting it home this entire episode. I think we all have, but, uh, Giuseppe, you know, he, gotta again, do gotta do it. I just, I want to try his food. He was so happy. Love his headband. He really deserved a win and he got it. So I'm very happy for him. And that's Amore. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Uh, Ashall Award this week, uh, ass slap, whatever, you know, whatever you want to <laughs> call it. I think... <laughs> It has to be for me, Lizzie, because I've been a fan. At first, she seemed pretty like XD, so random, raw kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and I was like, it kind of rubbed me a little bit wrong in the first episode, Agreed. especially the Agreed. like stickers on her. Thing. I was annoyed by her. The first episode, yeah. I was like, you're annoying and I hope you don't last long. And now <laughs> I've totally turned. And and she is Noel's like little favorite, right? Like yeah. he always picks someone to just go who who's like has the bounce and he can go mm-hmm. like just bounce off of. And mm-hmm. she always <laughs> looks really like gratified when Noel laughs at her deadpan. And mm-hmm. I just think the the ostrich story was like kind of <laughs> wild like the pig story now. <laughs> she actually like I thought her concept for the showstopper was the best one. Like it was great. I thought the like roast pig thing was like aw- like that was hilarious. It looked so yeah. good. She has good ideas. She's actually had really she fun does. ideas every time. It's just like a question of executing them, which she did this week. So great. Which seems to be a theme for everyone on this show. Yes. But yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Other than Jurgen who had bad ideas. Uh <laughs> but it's fine. You know, next week, dessert week. Let's uh, go. Which is always confusing to me. I'm sure we will have time to talk about it. <laughs> we will have to discuss the definition of a pudding because it throws me every time. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I also am always kind of like dessert week, like we're on Bake Off. Almost every week is dessert week. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's anyone's game. It could be mm-hmm. anything. Uh, I know they're doing sticky toffee pudding. They're doing, it looks like some sort of meringue thing. It looks uh, like Pavlova is a signature Sticky right. toffee pudding, technical, and then some kind of jacond sponge, like showstopper thing. All right. It's going to be a, a disaster. That it is going to be looked like there was a lot terrible. of stacking, a lot yeah. of like... Spillage, uh, yes. seeping. Yeah. Seeping. Oh, so the, somebody's the leakage. was just dripping down in the oven, yeah. like straight... Yeah. Like, in the freezer. What? That's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Really tough. It was like, what What did Lizzie say in the first episode where she was like, the leakage was major. Seepage was massive. Seepage was massive. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Well, maybe next week uh, we will see some more massage, massive seepage. <laughs> maybe not. We will see. Um, make sure to listen in the meantime to all the other shows on the Ringer Reality TV feed, including our own Amelia Wedemeyer on No Rose All Thorn every Wednesday. Tyson Apostle recapping Survivor season 41 every Thursday. Uh, And then we also have Johnny Bananas recapping the challenge every Wednesday. Thank you to my lovely co-host Amelia, our fabulous producer, Sasha. Uh, I'm Kate Hallowell. And thank you for listening to another episode of Everything is Kate.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 